0: to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, got my brother Travis with me as always, and to wrap up our 90s grunge rock binge, we are going to cover Post Malone's Nirvana tribute concert that happened last week, because my god. That was a doozy. Yeah, man. It was something else, dude. Like, as
1: far as as far as far Nirvana Tributes go, I mean, why even... If you're a Nirvana Tribute band, you're, you're looking at that going like, god damn
0: it. Right. Imagine being
1: a Nirvana Tribute band and you've been doing it for years. And then you watch that and you're like, well, shit. And you're like, fucking... what? Post Malone? What? what? Travis Barker, huh? <laughs> I can't compete with this. But yeah, um, it, it was amazing, man. They nailed it. The fact that he got Travis Barker to jump on the drums was was also amazing because that's kind of, I mean, how cool is it to see Travis Barker playing Dave Grohl's songs, right? Dave Grohl, yeah, behind the kit.
0: I mean, there's arguably no one, else. one of the best drummers of all time. Easily. Both of them, both of them, yeah, both they're, of them, they're, they're
1: yeah. up there. Yeah, I mean, uh, that would be a really interesting conversation to to have about who's better. I know where I land on that, but.
0: They're different in their styles, yeah. But Barker but just nails the Dave Grohl like sound. Yeah,
1: it's amazing. It's amazing to watch, and they they fucking nailed it in every single way. So yeah, it's a great. It, the timing is perfect for us to to end our our little '90s uh, stint here with one of the biggest acts in the business right now,
0: uh, paying tribute to them. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, so this happens on the 24th of april so what day was it was that last friday Uh, yeah 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 yeah. uh and they they did a live stream from post malone's house in uh salt lake city and he had bass player brian lee who also is a songwriter turns out he's written songs for justin bieber uh for post malone and selena uh, selena gomez he's just kind of all over the place And they have guitarist Nick Mack. I tried to look into him. I think he really is just a friend of of Posts that plays guitar. I couldn't find anything on that guy. I mean,
1: it's probably safe to say he's in a band, right? But maybe he just doesn't doesn't have the the publicity.
0: Yeah. And then you got Mr. Travis Barker on the the kit. Yes. And um, yeah, dude, they fucking crushed it. They had uh, one fixed camera on each of them. They were in separate rooms to... To do the whole social distancing thing. And they fucking knocked out 15 Nirvana songs. And I counted. They they played seven singles. The rest of them were all just random ass no filler tracks. Perfect for us. Yeah, dude. Um, So the reason we thought it would be great to, like I said, wrap, wrap this up. Wrap up our 90s stint uh, with some Post Malone Nirvana coverage. We are going to be kind of switching gears next week, uh, and we're going to cover Blink-182's Enema of the State, which just happens to have Mr. Travis Barker on the kit for for good old Blink-182. We did not plan all this. It's
1: just the stars are aligning. Yep. Um. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's worth mentioning that the Enema of the State came out in 1999, so it is still a, a 90s rock album, but totally different uh totally different genre totally
0: different building really yeah and we'll kind of explain a little bit later maybe at the end of this episode what our plan is for the next few months yes um so let's jump into some tunes though let's let's make this one short and sweet i have a couple songs that stood out to me first one and we'll just play this whole song because it's short and sweet uh this is a song called school that shows up on nirvana's debut album Bleach which came out in 1989 uh yeah so this song is called School
1: That's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, the
0: pipes on post, dude. He's got some rock oh my chops, God, yeah, man. Dude. He's
1: got some, he can, he, you know, obviously I think every, every fan of, of Nirvana or every fan of rock who tuned into this, all we want to hear right now is, is post Malone put out a rock record, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah, like you said, and, and we didn't touch on this yet, but uh, you know, he grew up listening to rock and roll. Like he, that's, you know, part of his musical upbringing you know yeah so uh his first stint in in uh the the world of of music was uh he he was in a heavy
0: metal band uh so yeah i mean this is what this is what he came from you know and he's a mega nirvana fan dude that tattoo that's slapped on his uh forehead which one (laughs) stay (laughs) uh it's on it's above his right eye it says stay away that's a Nirvana yeah, song, dude. Of course, yeah. So he's, yeah, he's a bigger Nirvana fan yeah. than I am. I'll tell you that much. It's yeah, it's amazing, dude. I was I looked at the lyrics because you know
1: they they're they're so simple. Won't you believe it? It's just my luck. You're in high school again, and then the chorus is no recess. So apparently, uh, Cobain uh, described the song as representing the Seattle grunge scene parallel to the cliques and featured groups at high school.
0: Wow. So, in other words,
1: him, the, you know, the band's trying to break into the break into the biz at the moment, yeah. the, you know, the Seattle scene. And he's, you know, he's, had a, he's like,
0: I feel like I'm back in high school again with these clips. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. I feel like I'm back in high school, but I don't get any recess. So. Yeah. There's not even any <laughs> recess. I mean, high school didn't have recess anyway. So, whatever.
1: You know, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's funny. I, I think it's, it's funny because, I mean, obviously, Kurt Cobain was so aware of, like, the music industry obviously like he was so Mm -hmm. critical of it you know while he was in it after they exploded you know like that's seemed like he was very very like
0: self-aware and and aware of just the music industry in general you know and that was a song that was on their very first full length so by the time that they got into the studio he was already aware of those clicks you know yeah and it's 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 funny because like you know
1: they they created they created a click in a way, right? The grunge uh, flannel or die click. They created a bunch of posers, that's for sure. Yeah. All the bands that came after them, like uh, Bush, should I say, where uh, they were like, hey, we're grunge too. But, see, uh,
0: see this flannel shirt? Yeah. Uh, hey, keeping hey. it unbuttoned too. Got my Doc Martens on. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to play another one. This one is towards the end of the set. Uh, this album shows up on in utero the album shows up on the album oops this <laughs> song this song shows up on in utero which came out in 93 which was uh tech i guess their their last full-length album mtv unplugged comes out in 94 but anyways this song is called very ape
1: It's unbelievable, dude. It's unbelievable, man. I just fucking love it. Uh, yeah, I'm getting getting Gooselies over here.
0: Speaking of Gooselies, dude, apparently uh, Courtney Love chimed in during the live stream, uh, and she, she says, Goosebumps. Go have a margar- uh, margarita, Post Malone. Nothing but love from here. Bass player for Nirvana, Chris Novoselic, also chimed in at some point during the concert and said, I don't think these fellas can play any better. They are on fire. That is extremely
1: accurate. Like, they couldn't. They couldn't have done it any better. Like, they just. It was perfect.
0: So I missed the actual stream, but I watched it the next day, and it was like 1 a.m. when I pressed play. Like, not thinking I would watch the whole thing, and I yeah. just couldn't. I couldn't stop, dude. I, right? I, I couldn't stop.
1: Yeah. It, it was just. It was just
0: captivating. Like, it was just. It was fun, too. Yeah, they, man, they goofed around in between each song. Right. Um, and to top it all off, another reason why we wanted to to do this for our sidetrack today, uh, they're raising money for a relief fund. Um, it's called the COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund for the World Health Organization. These donations are going to go towards just making sure that we get supplies to frontline workers and to help uh, towards research for... Vaccine developments and other kinds of treatments for the virus. So uh, we'll post a link to... I think let's just post a link to the live stream YouTube to the, link. the YouTube, yeah. Because you can donate straight from there. Right now they're at close to 4.5 million. Uh, and there's 60 days left for the fund to raise money for it. So
1: there you go, man.
0: All right. Well, before we jump into our Whatcha Hurts, dude, I don't know if you're aware, but we are still... Dropping some goodies for you on AdamAndEve.com. Oh yeah, for the bedroom, dude. Oh yeah, you can always count on us to help you out in the bedroom department. And that's something I never thought I'd say, (laughs) dude. I, I knew
1: this was in my destiny (laughs) to be a to be a peddler of dildos of (laughs) spicy
0: material of spicy dildos. Yes. So we're talking about AdamandEve.com. Uh, right now, if you hop onto the website and pick out something nice, guess what, dude? It's going to be half off. Unreal. But only if you let them know that we sent you there. You got to tell them
1: the no filler. The two boys from no filler sent you. And you can do that with promo code no filler at checkout. And along with the 50% off discount that you will receive on most items, you will also...
0: Get 10 free gifts Along with your purchase Dude, not just gifts Tantalizing gifts that are free I forgot, I left that word out That is an important qualifier You get one free gift for you You get an additional free gift for your partner And you get a third free gift For both of you to enjoy And then You get 6 free spicy movies To help you spice it up in the bedroom, dude What more do you want? What more do you need? Oh, wait. There's one more thing, dude. You get free shipping as well. What are you waiting for?
1: No filler is your promo code. AdamandEve.com is the website. Go there right now and get your free stuff. And that's
0: all I'm going to say. about. That's all you need to say. What more do you need to say? There's nothing else to say about it. Nothing else, dude. All right. Uh, So I did want to mention my bad. I I wanted to mention this earlier. Intro song that we did was the first song from the set. Uh, That was Malone covering Francis Farmer will have her revenge on Seattle. Uh, That's the name of his daughter. Uh, That also shows up on In Utero. Um, I want to start first, dude, for the What You Heard's. I just heard this today. And just one of those magical music moments that, you know, I'm a big fan of. Happens a lot. Okay. This is a Japanese band from the nineties called Fishman's. All in word. Alright. Um How'd you find out about these guys? They I they were on a playlist of mine on Spotify. That you created? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. It's like one of those uh, uh one of those randos or whatever. One of those yeah. One of those um, You might like this kind of stuff. Kind of, yep, exactly. Cool. So you know how fond we are of Whitest Boy Alive. Um, I am very well aware of how fond we are. Yeah. That poppy 70s disco kind of stuff. These guys were doing it in the fucking 90s, dude. So this is a song from an album called Orange, which came out in 1994. I'm going to do my darndest to pronounce this. Okay. Uh, This song is called Was Sriracha". <laughs> Sriracha. song? Ha- mm watcha hitataki.
1: very nice so a female singer i'm guessing no no oh my lord
0: yeah just like Erlen, dude it's a, just a high-pitched uh
1: yeah but erin's got some got a little bit of bear town to him
0: well this guy's name is Sh- shinji sato and yeah he grew up heavily influenced by western music um if you listen to i went back and listened to a couple of their other albums before this one way more reggae these guys are all over the place um, They're actually technic- Well they're still around But he actually died in 1999 So They kind of have In some one form or another s- Stayed around As a group More just kind of as a tribute to him So again that band is called Fishman's That was a song called Rassarachau That's alright man <laughs> That one's track 3 On go. an album called Orange that came out in 1994. All right, brother. What you been heard lately?
1: All right, Q. I'm going to gonna bring it back to the 90s, and I'm going to bring it back to Nirvana with this one.
0: Okay? Say what?
1: Here we go. So this is a band that I have, I think I've mentioned on here before as a group that we will likely do an episode on at some point. Um and we will likely do an episode on their 1999 record keep it like a secret. Ah uh, yes. And I am of course talking about Built to Spill.
0: Yeah, that that's one of those iconic
1: album, album covers. Yes, yes. Um and the and the band itself is is in a, just an iconic band from that era um indie rock is kind of the best, probably the best, you know, umbrella to put them under. Indie rock, alt rock. Uh certainly not grunge by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, what I've always liked about this group is the lyrics, the way that they, that they, the guitar playing, the melodies, just there's something different and unique about them. And um, anyway, lately they've been putting out some singles for their upcoming record, a collection of covers of a gentleman by the name of Daniel Johnston. And if you recognize that name.
0: That's uh, the um hi how are you guy, right? The graffiti well, he's a musician, but Yes. Yeah, that graffiti in Austin.
1: That's right. So if you've ever been to Austin, Texas, which if you're a fan of music, I would imagine that's kind of a one of those uh, Mecca I mean not a Mecca, but at least a uh a, oh, yeah, a destination spot for music I'd lovers. So. Yeah. Uh you you may have seen a mural on the side of a building. With a uh, alien frog looking creature with the words, hi, how are you, written above his head. Um,
0: I want to say that's on the side of uh, Hole in the Wall, which is the, I think that's the name of the venue. I might be wrong.
1: You might uh, be right. I mean, you lived there, Q. Yeah. You should not. I,
0: I, I think I think it's on the side of Hole in the Wall.
1: Let me I look it up wrong. for you. Right here. I got something in front of me here called the internet. The internet. Uh, let's see here. So it was restored and declared a cultural landmark in 2014, Q. Uh, I'm still not seeing what, what building it was on. So, Oh, Mexican restaurant. It was a Mexican restaurant that moved. Wait, wait, sorry. Uh, yeah, it was on the side of an indie record store. Doesn't say which. And then the Mexican restaurant that moved in planned to tear down the wall in 2004. But Austin rallied around its defense. Nice. Which it fucking should. You're damn right. Because yeah. Okay, here's the, here's the thing about that. <clears throat> here's the thing about that. Cobain... So, okay, let me back up even further. That is actually in the name of uh, one of Daniel Johnson's records. It came out in 1983. Yes. Of the same name. It's called Hi, How Are You? The Unfinished Album. And Kurt Cobain wore a t-shirt with that album art on it.
0: Um, Which it kind of looks like a... Isn't it like it's like an alien looking creature kind of reminds yeah. me of the of the creature on uh oh, what was that fucking cartoon on Nickelodeon where he's holding his eyeballs? Oh, Aura Monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, It does
1: kind of look like that. So anyway, uh this guy he he got his start passing out tapes like like you know, demo tapes I guess at a McDonald's that he worked at in Austin in the 80s. And he's just kind of this like cult status kind of not i mean you know uh not cult but like he has a he has a following he's he's, he's a he's,
0: he's a beloved yes musician
1: american singer songwriter uh um, never forgotten yeah so he died last year and uh um, september
0: right not september
1: that of 2019 so not that long ago so built a spill uh decided to put out a record uh with them covering a bunch of his songs so uh, this song in particular uh, was released, I think, this this week as, as a single, uh, but it is called Mountaintop, and it was off Daniel Johnson's 2003 record Fear Yourself, and again, it's called Mountaintop. What's not to luck about that? Yeah, pretty hard great. not to uh to to get into that tune, and tap your feet. I wonder if Polyphonic Spree was a
0: influence was influenced by Daniel Johnson. That reminded me of Polyphonic Spree.
1: Polyphonic Spree is from Texas, so it wouldn't oh, surprise me. Probably. Then, yeah. Uh,
0: that was great. Do you know? Have you listened to the original song?
1: No, uh, I have not. Me neither. Like I said, they've been putting out singles. They they put three singles out so far uh, of these covers. And I did go back and listen to one of them. And it was a pretty, uh, pretty faithful, you know, interpretation of the song. Cool. So I wouldn't be surprised if this was the same. But, you know, they're throwing in their, their little flourishes, like, you know, the nice harmonizing and stuff and all that kind of cool stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah it, the funny thing is that sounds like a built to spill song. You know what I mean? It really does. So, um, it took me, a, because I'm not all familiar with Daniel Johnson's music, when I first heard the single, the first one that came out, I was just like, Oh, it's just another built to spill record coming out. I didn't I didn't put put it all together, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the record is already out. It came out uh May first. So if you like that, just pull up the record, hit play. Again, it's called Built to Spill Plays the Songs of Daniel Johnston. And it's pretty fucking fresh. It just came out a couple days ago. Um let's talk about our plans here, Q. Oh yes. So we teased been teasing. Uh that we would sort of end the nineties with blink twenty two this was sort of more like the, the true end of the of the grunge stuff and I mean it's not like no no doubt wasn't grunge, so it's not like we've done nothing but grunge, and then depending on who you talk to uh we've been going all over the place here since uh some <laughs> type of pilots is not grunge at all, right,
0: right, right,
1: uh but anyway uh blink twenty two enema of the state. This was one of those records for us that uh, it was it was a uh, a a formative trans- transformative maybe record. There we go. Um, not to say that it, it it changed my life, but it was one of the first records that I remember um, having some sense of ownership of. You know what I mean? Like right. Uh, it was important to us. It, it was in our formative years. Is kind of what I was getting at. You know, we were what twelve. When this came out, and we... Yeah. And we were 12 when we... You know, we were paying... It's not like we caught on a few years later. I think we got this record at the store. Had to get, you know,
0: our dad to buy it for us kind of thing. Because it probably... And that's because we were watching MTV, and we saw What's My Age Again, the music, music video for that. Yeah.
1: Right. And, of course, that features them running through the streets naked. Uh, but naked. Yeah, yeah. All sorts of uh, wackiness. But, yeah... um. Anyway, it, it was a punk rock record, and we'll we'll get into that whether or not this is true punk or not. Like, I, like I want to dive into sort of how did we get to Blink? You know what I mean? As, as far as like punk rock, right? Yeah, me too. And and maybe have a conversation about like is this is this when punk rock peaked as far as like it's as, as far as mainstream uh, attention and popularity? I feel like it clearly this is the last time that it was ever in the mainstream, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, but really? I feel like we should save all this for next week, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sure. But, so the reason we're switching gears here, so we're wrapping up with Blink, which is perfect because it came out in 99, uh, Enema of the State, came out in 99, but we are going to start a little run on bands and albums that we listened to in high school. In
1: high school and in middle school. I mean, like I said- And in we middle were, school. We were 12 when we listened to this record for the first time. No, we're talking about records that came out in our, our formative years. So, mostly high school records. Some of the records that came out maybe while we were in middle school. But basically, this is like early 2000s, right? Yeah. Early 2000s. This is when you and I started paying attention to music uh, and, and discovering music like on our own, independently of our older brother or any other influences that we may have had. This is when we started to actually pay attention to music and seek it out. You know what I mean? So, a lot of these bands, I mean... We stumbled upon them, you know, on mp3.com or something like that. You know, you remember those old websites? They were literally mp3 sites and bands would have profile pages or their
0: MySpace page or something like that. And like, we were oh, seeking yeah, these bands out. One album in particular that we're going to cover was purchased at Blockbuster Music, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not <laughs> even a Buster thing anymore. Music? Yep. Wow. Um. No, but I want to clarify, too, that the majority of the music that we cover on this podcast... A lot of it is from the early two thousands, but we're going to specifically focus on bands that we haven't necessarily continued to listen to yeah, for one reason or another. Because that's you know, we've got Spoon, we've got The Strokes. Uh, you know, we got a lot of bands that we discovered and fell in love with in middle school or high school. But the bands that we're going to cover these next couple months are maybe a little bit more obscure or. Bands that kind of maybe reached their peak in the early 2000s? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. This is
0: gonna be a little bit di- it's li- it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be all over the place. As sure. Far as, sure. Uh, genre. genre. Yeah. It's going to be a blast, dude. I'm really yeah, excited. It's going to be good times.
1: Uh, and, you know, some of these bands are going to be a little bit more obscure. Um, probably most of you listening you may never have, have, have heard of these bands, so hopefully we'll introduce you to something. Uh, I have a feeling that if you are not... A member of our generation, or if you're not in the same age range uh you might you might have a hard time relating to or finding something that's appealing about
0: some of these groups right because we were we were teenagers during yeah you know it was we didn't know what we were doing. it was exciting times man we got a we got a driver's license you know we were on our own
1: we were independent <laughs> we were yeah. making fucking moves yeah uh, here's the thing though dude with the records that we've already decided to talk about. I feel like we we got a solid a solid list of albums coming
0: up, man. I think so. We got a couple uh, months worth at least. I hope that with
1: with with some of this stuff let me just you know, we're gonna talk about some emo. There I said it. Yes. And I'm talking I'm not talking early emo. I'm talking third wave. We're not emo. talking Jimmy E. World here. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe fourth wave. I don't remember which way, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean uh yeah, but you know what? Uh there's a reason that I still go back and listen to this music, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. good shit, and I'm fucking excited.
0: I'm really, um, I'm really stoked, man. Dude, this
1: is this is crazy. I'm on Facebook right now, because sometimes I like to browse while we're recording.
0: Oh, is that right?
1: I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. I always
0: hear you typing away on your keyboard. Just
1: listen here. What? You set your face to stunned. Okay. I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. What? What's this?
0: It's the fucking
1: album art of Enema of the State. Somebody posted a link to a BuzzFeed article that says 41 reasons why 1999 was the greatest year in music history. And the cover art for that article is the fucking lady with the, the nurse co- costume on. It's one of those moments, man. The cover art from Blank 92 enema of the state. I'm telling you, the stars, stars are aligning here. Stars are aligning. So anyway... um. Uh, you know, probably Google's listening to
0: everything I say. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. Serve right, that dude. shit to my Facebook page. No, anyway. it's Zuckerberg that's listening, dude.
1: No, no, no. It wasn't an advertisement. It was a friend of mine posted it. So unless she's listening,
0: mm. which I
1: doubt it. She's working for Zuckerberg, dude. All right. So here we go. Um, We're done. We're done with this episode <laughs> here. Hopefully... um. Hopefully, you're. We we've enticed you to come back next week and uh, stick around with us for a little bit while we, uh, a little segment we're calling "New Filler Goes Back to School." So hopefully you'll join us. Get your JanSport backpack on and let's let's take a ride. Dude,
0: lace up those airwalks.
1: Yes, man.
0: Airwalks. Get to stepping. Uh, what else did we wear? Who knows? Well, dude, we got a couple months to 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 reminisce, wax nostalgic.
1: Yeah, dude waxing that nostalgic ass <laughs> don't really it. Let it
0: uh, all right man so that's it as always you can find us on the pantheon podcast music network uh, we are part of the pantheon family where we've got i think like 35 or more shows now in the network all music themed podcasts it's your one-stop shop you can hop on the website pantheonpodcasts.com and you can actually find our show uh, within their feed where it's basically press, press play and it just kind of cycles through all of our shows. Um, you can also find us on nofillerpodcast.com We've got all of our shows uploaded there as well, along with show notes for each episode. We've got links to articles uh, that we reference, uh, music videos, all that kind of fun stuff um until next week again we're going to be covering in blink 182's 1999 album enema of the state uh i'm going to fade us out with uh i think the most memorable moment from the post malone nirvana tribute concert gonna fade us out with his cover of something in the way mm. uh yeah dude and that's going to do it for us today thank you as always for listening my name is quentin my name is travis Y'all take care.
2: Something in the way, yeah. Underneath the brick, toughest from a leak, and the animals I've trapped have all become my pets. Living off of grass And the uh, drippings from my sea It's okay to eat fish Cause they don't have any food